Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. These are my Clark Kent, Clark Kent glasses. Good afternoon, everyone. Because Superman sometimes can't be Superman, so he's got to be Clark Kent. For some of you out there to be able to take big sales. This could get a little bumpy. By the way, congratulations, Jalen Hurts. NFC Player of the Week. Wow. Fantastic. I got a question for you. And let's start this out here as we, and by the way, I can't believe it. We're already here for week 14 of the NFL. This is crazy. Another shitty Thursday night football game. But I mean, we're now starting to get in to the part of the season where we start putting teams kind of like in playoff order here now, right? Starting to matter here. We're now in December. And if you want to play January football and February football, you got to start playing championship football in December. So let me ask you this, 2017. Just a question. It's not an indictment. It's nothing more than a question. How convinced were you that Carson Wentz was the future of the Philadelphia Eagles in 2017 when he was playing MVP football? Just a question. How convinced were you? That he was the guy. How convinced? Well, the organization proved it. They gave him the $32 million a year. How convinced were you as a fan that that magical season in 17, the way he was playing, he was the guy? Would you say you're more convinced today with Hurts? than you were in 17 with Wentz? Or do you think it's comparable? Again, I'm asking a question. I'm asking actually for your help here. Steven, appreciate it. Jeremiah says, I was all in. East Candom goes, were you going with this? No, I asked the questions and I'll tell you where I'm going here in a minute. Trust me. We are going somewhere with this. Mike says he wasn't sold that once he was playing MVP season, that year in 17, he wasn't sold he was the guy. Okay, Mike. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. At the time, I was convinced, William. William, I'm not saying no one was. I was convinced. I, I was convinced. I was too. I was 100% sold that Carson Wentz in 17 was the franchise future of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hey, Jeb, I'm not talking about really Jalen. I'm asking you more how convinced were you of Wentz? Were you 100% like you are today with Jalen? Sway says I was. Mike goes, I think I was in 17 sold as well. 
absolutely more convinced with Hertz, has risen above adversity since college. So his progression now shows he can do it. Tony, that's a thought-out answer to my question, and you're not wrong. Actually, there's no wrong answer here, except the guy that says, I wasn't convinced. How could you not be convinced you gave him $32 million? Annually. How could you not be? The whole entire organization was. The whole community was. The NFL community was. Dan tells us things we don't want to hear, but we need to hear. Speedy, thank you. Actually, it's more just about the story of Hertz's ascent. And how I think the Eagles and the Eagle fans have to be guarded again. Because history is not on the side of Jalen. Can Jalen do things that Brady did and break down barriers and walls? Sanders just said this to me. Sills, what if this guy wins a Super Bowl? We're now talking. Trust me, guys break ceilings. And I have never told you, here on this program, is it totally 100% sure that Jalen Hurts is not going to ascend to being one of the great quarterbacks in Eagle history? My problem is, After 12 games, you're starting to compare the kid to Steve Young. You're out of your minds. Relax. Actually, enjoy it a little more. Where I'm going with this is 99% of the people in Philly, 100% of the organization in Philly in 2017 was 100% sold that Carson Wentz was the face of the franchise. And three years later, you were bullying him at Lincoln Financial. And four years later, you kicked his ass out of town. Look how fast that changed. You went from being 100% sold to where he's one of the most reviled guy in Eagle history. Because he never lived up to being what you guys thought he was because you pushed all your chips in in 17 on him. Now, Wentz's personality versus Jalen's personality, all of that plays a factor. Hey, I'm with you on this. I'm going to give a guy like Jalen more latitude to F up than I am Wentz because Wentz is not a very likable guy. He's got a little Aaron Rodgers quality to him, doesn't he? Doesn't look like he's the greatest teammate. My opinion on Wentz is this. I'm going to show you where I'm going here. Wentz kind of likes half the locker room. You know what I mean? Whereas Jalen likes the entire locker room like Brady does. Okay? I want to ask, we're going to go through a little exercise here. By the way, it's Giants and Eagles week. Mark Bavaro, hour number two. Actually played with the Eagles for two years. He's going to join us at 4.30. We're going to talk Dallas Goddard. We're going to talk this great rivalry. I'm going to ask him, who's the better defensive player too? Reggie White or Lawrence Taylor? He played against Reggie. And he was a teammate with LT. I've never asked my friend Mark Bavaro this question. And we're going to talk to one of the old school tight ends in pro football. 
part of the Ring of Honor for the New York Giants. We'll talk to Mark Bavaro. That'll be an hour or two at 4.30 Eastern. One of my favorite football people. Went to Notre Dame the whole nine yards. And he was a great tight end on what tight ends were asked to do back in the day. So we'll talk to Mark Bavaro in hour number two at 4.30 Eastern time. I'm not getting into East Camden. I'm not getting into style of play. I'm not getting into that. I'm getting into if you were sold or not. That in 2017, Carson Wentz. Okay. And you were sold or not was the guy. And pretty much all of you have said that um, you were. Okay. Let's do a little exercise here. I've got the top 16 highest paid quarterbacks for 2022. And I want to get your sense. The way things are going, player of the week again, he and Michael Vick have more in common. 2010, Michael Vick won the NFC player of the week award three times too. Interesting. Interesting. I think that's appropriate, too, because they're a lot alike in many ways. Michael Vick's style didn't win shit. We'll see if Jalen can break the glass ceiling. Let's take a look at these top 16 highest paid guys at the quarterback position, and you tell me if you think these deals have panned out and how they've helped the franchise. And let's just see how many of these deals end up delivering and being worth the investment. I thought this would be a cute little exercise. By the way, week 14 of the NFL, coach of the year candidates. Defensive player of the year, someone asked yesterday, we got him for you. The top 10 picks, the Eagles are in the top 10, by the way, in the 2023 NFL draft. We'll get to all of that today. We got a boatload of stuff, as I said, Mark Bavaro, in hour number two at 4.30. Let's get into the highest paid quarterbacks. Number 16, Tom Brady, $25 million. Of course, it's paid off. Tom Brady delivered a Super Bowl in Tampa. Delivered a Super Bowl in Tampa. There's one. Tom Brady. Plus the money, $25 million. He gave Brady more of a signing bonus. Comes out to around $40. $25 million for Tom Brady. And he's on pace for 5,000 yards this year. And he's still keeping the team afloat. How is that not worth it? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Jason Light, kudos to you for landing Tom Brady. At 44 years old, that deal was worth it. Jimmy Garoppolo, 27.5. He's been to two of the last three NFC Championship games, has been to a Super Bowl, has won an NFC title, and is 45 and 19, and only makes 27.5. Your wide receiver. A.J. Brown makes almost as much as him. Completely worth it. 
You get a quarterback, we're 25 and 5. There's two. Funny, Belichick drafted both of them. Ryan Tannehill. Since Tannehill's taken over in Tennessee, never had a losing season. He's 36 and 17. He has the number one seed, and he only makes $29.5 million. Is it worth it? Yeah. That's not market value. That's under market value. Matt Ryan, 13, making 30 million. Is Matt Ryan worth it? No. What's Matt Ryan done? I'm talking now, the contract that Matt Ryan has. Matt Ryan got Atlanta to the Super Bowl on this deal. Now, you could possibly say that if you look at the length of the contract, he did get to a Super Bowl. $30 million? The back end of that contract doesn't look very good, does it? I don't... I, I, I would, you know what? I would possibly say it was worth it because he did get Atlanta on this deal because this is still the Atlanta deal. So look at this 16, 15, 14, and 13 have been worth the contracts 27, 5, 29, 5, and 30. Let's keep moving. Carson Wentz. $32 million, the 12th highest paid quarterback in the league. No. Jared Goff, 33.5. Did get to an NFC, uh, NFC championship, won it, got to a Super Bowl. Actually playing some pretty good ball in Detroit. He's actually playing good football. I mean, he's got that team sniffing a 500 record potentially. Do you think the golf contract is worth it? 33.5? Think it's worth it? You think he's worth it? 33.5? Did win an NFC title. I'm going to say he was. Kirk Cousins, $35 million. Now we're starting to get up near the big money. What if they won? What if they won in, in, in Minnesota with Cousins at that price? What if they won? I don't think so. Number eight, Matthew Stafford. Of course it's worth it at $40 million. He delivered a Super Bowl. Even though they're in a shitty year this year, he did exactly what he was brought to Los Angeles to do. He won a Super Bowl. He won a Super Bowl. And by the way, I'm asking you, with these current contracts, with today, have they lived up to their value in return? Stafford, totally. So look at this. $40 million, Stafford, Matt Ryan, 
Tannehill at 29-5, Jimmy G and Brady have all panned out. Now we get to number eight, Dak Prescott. You think $40 million Dak Prescott has delivered the goods in Dallas? No way. Starting to get a little richer here. At number seven, you think Derek Carr at $40.4 million has delivered the goods for the Raiders? They're underwater. Josh Allen, $43 million at six. Be careful what you say here because Jalen Hurts hasn't done shit yet either. Josh Allen has to win a Super Bowl. He's in the first year of this contract. So I think we have to wait and see what happens in February. I, you can't say no yet. He's the number one seed right now if the playoffs were to start in the AFC. The Bills are right now, today, the number one seed in the AFC. And this is the first year of that $43 million contract annually. I don't know. I think things are on schedule. It's the first year. We're not talking about, okay, and they're winning. And they're winning. The Buffalo Bills today on December 7th, Pearl Harbor Day, are the number one seed in the AFC. And it's the first year of this big deal. So, right now, he's panning out. Incomplete? Probably more so to that, Peter. Want to be fair here. But you can't say that he's not delivering. He is. They're the number one seed in the AFC. It's the first year. Actually, he hasn't even gotten through the first year yet. We still got five games to play. He might win the Super Bowl. I picked him to. So, Allen, at 43, is doing what he's paid to do. Win ball games. Patrick Mahomes totally panned out. Totally. 45 million, Super Bowl champion, regular season MVP, Super Bowl MVP, all the division and conference championship games that they've been in. This guy's contract that Lee Steinberg put together has been a gold mine. The Kansas City Chiefs struck gold. Deshaun Watson, a lot of particulars around this. Had to sit up 75% of the season. This is incomplete. We don't know yet. It's the first year of the contract. He's played one ball game. And they won. Not great, but they won. So to sit here and say, well, Deshaun Watson, that contract's not, you don't know that yet. And nor do I. Just like at 17, when you thought Wentz was the guy. Remember something, Eagle fans. I will always hold this against you. You thought Carson Wentz was the guy. 
99% of you did. All of, I would say almost all of you, including the organization did. So before you lay out the red carpet here to Jalen, you might want to pump the brakes. Kyler Murray in his first year, unlike Josh Allen, 46.1. He's probably going to get the general manager and the head coach fired. And they don't have a 500 record. Not off to a very good start. Not off to a very good start. You think they got to return on their investment for the $46 million this year? Absolutely not. Russell Wilson, 49.1. That could go down as the biggest disaster contract in the history of pro football. They will never get the return on their investment for the $300 million they gave Russell Wilson. Aaron Rodgers, 50 million, 0.3. They're under 500. They're talking to trading him after they gave him that two-year $50 million deal. You're not getting a return on investment because you're not winning. So the top three guys have failed miserably. Watson is incomplete. Mahomes, at number seven, has panned out. At number six, Josh Allen. Well, this is the first year of the contract. The Bills are in first place. Playoffs were to start today. They would have to buy. He's on track. At least he's not losing games. And I told you this the other day about Allen. He's turnover machine. His team's the number one seed in the AFC. They will have the same thing you will, a buy. You see, the difference between winning 13 games or 15 games in the postseason, it won't matter. Covering the Eagles Super Bowl week is good for Dan. (laughs) That would be awesome. If Hurts were making $40 million this year, it would be categorized as a success. It would be on the same pace with Josh Allen. And if you listen to how I said Josh Allen, he right now, okay, he's on schedule. Success is winning a Super Bowl. And to quote my friend Xander, holding up the NFC title like Donovan McNabb doesn't constitute success. So we still have to wait and see how this finishes. Derek Carr, bomb. Dak Prescott, no turn on investment at $40 million. Stafford, Stafford could lose the next two years. He delivered a Super Bowl. He was brought to Los Angeles to win a Super Bowl, and he did. Cousins, $35 million. What has he done with it? He signed that $87 million contract in Minnesota. What has he done with it? Jared Goff. Jared Goff has actually done more than Kirk Cousins. (laughs) He's gone further. Wentz, bomb. Eagles gave that guy. The Eagles set up Carson Wentz with generational wealth because they were 100% sold on Carson Wentz. And he's turned out to be the biggest bust in the history of the Philadelphia Eagle franchise. 
Think about that. You made the highest paid guy in franchise history. The biggest bust in franchise history. The highest paid guy in the history of that team. Because you were sold. You were sold the same way you're sold on Hertz. History repeating itself. See, I know how this ends. I know how this ends. But see, unlike the last time, like my wife and my aunt would say, you know, you're going to get right. People are going to, you know, people will fire you or what have you. But you'll be right in the end. So what I'll do is this. I put the Clark Kent glasses on. Some of you can't take it. The majority of this list, the money they gave these players have destroyed the franchise. Tannehill, GM just got fired. Matt Ryan, look at the Atlanta Falcons now. They're in a complete nuclear rebuild. Carson Wentz, you got a guy making $32 million on the bench in Washington, D.C. Jared Goff, he's on his second team. At least he's starting. And not playing bad. But they're going to make a move for quarterback. Stafford, as I said. It's funny how people, remember last year what people were saying about Matthew Stafford? Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer? He doesn't have a 500 record. How's Matthew Stafford a Hall of Famer? That guy is so far from the Hall of Fame, it's, it, it's insane to think he is. Still, you see his numbers? Yeah. It's one of the shittiest one-loss records for a starter in NFL history. You at least, I would think, today to get into the Hall, you have to have a 500 record. Why do you think Eli Manning quit? He's at 117 and 117. <clears throat> Prescott, we're going to talk about Dak and Jalen here in a minute. Bro, you got to do something eventually to warrant the money you're getting. You've got to win. Look at the top guys. 50 million. Rodgers, nothing. As a matter of fact, the top three players... The top three players, look at this. The top three players all have losing records. Actually, the top four. Well, Deshaun, it's not fair. He is 1-0. But the top three players all have under 500 records. Probably a coincidence, right? But you want to pay a guy $50 million. And you think Jalen is going to change What? Sander threw out $40 million. So you're going to pay him the same money you pay Kirk Cousins? Try that with Clutch Sports, my friend. See how that goes. Hertz is a second rounder. Anything he does is icing. You could say about Brady the same thing, too. 
Hertz is getting 50 million. Be prepared to have losing seasons. Oh, but he'll change it because he's better than Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and Kyler. I do think he is better than Kyler Murray. I do. He ain't better than Mahomes, though. He ain't better than Allen. You know, the only thing that Jalen Hurts has over Josh Allen this year, he's got a better record. But you won't have any different seating. You'll have the same home field advantage. Records don't matter in the postseason. Only thing that matters is home field advantage. You could be 10 and 7 and have home field advantage. It won't matter. You guys are caught up in this record. The record is not valued at $50 million. Because the records are all going to be subjective. Every year it's going to be different. Because you're going to lose players. How many people, including myself, thought that Patrick Mahomes would have a dip in offensive production? You think that Jalen Hurts is a guy that's going to be like Patrick Mahomes? Can you name me one wide receiver they have? They, Jason Kelsey! <laughs> okay. I didn't really ask for a tight end. I asked for a receiver. Name me one. Juju Smith-Schuster? Who? I'd take Quez Watkins over that guy. Hertz is not better than Josh Allen. It's, there's nobody with any football brains would take him over Josh Allen. No one. Nobody. You could ask 100 NFL executives that question. And you'd be the only idiot saying that. Nobody on the planet would say that. Nobody on the planet would say I would take Jalen over Justin Herbert. Nobody. Not, not a person in the world outside of Philadelphia would agree with that. My question goes back and circling back. Are you sure like you were in 17, that Jalen Hurts is the guy? Or are you going to go down the same route that you did with Carson Wentz? Paying him $35 million or $50 million, according to Xander. $50 million. Tear your entire team apart. Is he good enough to carry a football team when you can't keep all the pieces? Aaron Rodgers wasn't even good enough. Mahomes is. <laughs> Mahomes is. Why do you think they don't have a high-priced running back in Buffalo? Because they're paying a big number for a wideout in Stefan Diggs. They're trying to find a cheap man by committee running game up in Buffalo. Can't pay everybody. Classic. I love it. God, there's so much to get to. You want flash and not rings. No, that's exactly what I'm saying. Michael Vick is flash. Jalen is flash. Lamar Jackson is flash. I want winning championship football. Games that matter. 
Joe Burrow's been in the game two years and is already one of the most accomplished players in the game in freaking Cincinnati. Howie is a way better GM than all those dudes on the other teams. Really, you think really that Howie Roseman is a better general manager and football man than the people they have in Kansas City. Well, you'll have to prove that to me. Because everywhere Andy Reid has been, including your crib and your barn, if you combine what he did in Philly and in Kansas City, don't go there with Andy Reid in Kansas City. Not really. I mean, it's not close. (laughs) And it was Joe Banner. Not that dude. Andy Reid? Really? I don't think so. Quite frankly, not close. Shit, even what they did in Tampa. By convincing Brady to go down. Jason Light. I don't know. Jason Light and the Bucks still hanging around. Won a Super Bowl two years ago. You were firing a guy you gave $32 million to. And Doug Peterson. And half the roster. Howie, general manager. Howie is a capologist. He's not a talent evaluator. He's good at cutting deals. Not very good at talent. Well, I'll take that back. He's decent at talent. He's decent at identifying. I'll give him this too. Veteran talent. That I will. But drafting? Hey, kid. This is what I would suggest to Howie. Hey, I got you. Stay in the SEC. Your chances of failure are minimal. (laughs) If I were you, I'd stay in the SEC and in the southern part of the United States. Stay down there, you're going to be good. Listen to Jeff Stoutland and Jason Kelsey, you're going to have a great O-line every year. Great O-line. Great O-line. Andy Reid's true genius was his ability to identify talent and how to develop that talent in young players. Jim, I think Reed and John Dorsey bumped heads in Kansas City, had to get his ass out of there. I think that's basically the same thing that's happened in Tennessee now with Mike Vrabel and John Robinson. I think that's what happened there. I think they bumped heads. I think Vrabel wanted the power. I think the Adams family decided that they wanted to give Mike Vrabel the say in the team. And you know what else that does? That ensures Mike, Gray- Mike Vrabel's not going to leave and go somewhere else. Because now Mike Vrabel has the complete power in Nashville to make all decisions on Titan football. And they, they passed on the general manager. And they gave all the power to the coach, who's the reigning NFL coach of the year. And I love Mike Vrabel. Okay? I mean, Mike Vrabel... This was a power. Some go, how did a guy who had such a great record since 2016 as general manager of the Titans, how did he get fired? Well, power struggles, we see it all the time. One guy wants more autonomy. Did we not? 
Who won the divorce between Doug Peterson and Howie Roseman? Jeffrey Lurie had to come in the same way that Mrs. Adams, the owner of the Titans, had to come in and say, who am I going with? Am I going with the general manager or am I going with the coach? Look at what Bob Kraft did in New England. Am I going with Brady or am I sticking with Belichick? Flex says they've had time to come up with a game plan for Hurts. The difference between this team and 17 is we got a lot of, you don't have a young core group. Where are you? Who's your young core, Flex? Flex, who are your young core? Who are your young core? A.J. Brown, Jalen, Jalen Hurts, Are you okay to say Jordan Davis? I'll give you Jordan Davis. Mulata? Sure. Dickerson? There's five guys. And don't tell me Devontae Smith yet. 400-yard games in 30 games? Let's see a little more consistency. You've got five young guys on your team that you can circle as core. The rest of them are free agents. And on one-year deals, your entire front seven is going to look different next year. Your linebacking core could look different. Core. Quez is a dude. Goddard. Absolutely Goddard. Jay Money, appreciate it. Dan, a few minutes late to the show, but today, but I was convinced about Wentz in 17 as I am on Hertz now, which really makes me hope Hertz stays healthy. Don't need another quarterback confidence problem. You're not going to have a problem with Jalen Hurts' confidence. And by the way, Jalen Hurts versus Carson Wentz as men, if you want to make that conversation, it's night and day you got a grown-up playing the quarterback position. That's why you're going to feel more comfortable giving the money to him. This guy's going to go on Dean on nine on 15 plays. Easy. Let's wait and see. Jurgens and Jurgens hasn't played a freaking full game yet. Easy. Easy. You're talking potential. Potential means this. They haven't done it. Relax. Dickerson, I like. What has Allen won, Danny boy? It's not what I said. Once again, listen to me. This is the first year of the $43 million annual deal. He's not doing anything that's not on schedule. They're the number one seed in the AFC. Let's see how this plays out. So when you say, are you getting your return on investment with Allen? What more do you want him to do? You just gave him the money. You're the number one seed as of December 7th. You can't say that. He, what does he want? I don't know. We'll find out. It's the first year they're paying him. 
And he hasn't even gone through the first year yet. He's gone through 12 games. And he's on schedule. See, Mahomes can't fall out of the top two. Because Mahomes has a $500 million deal. You gave Mahomes that $500 million deal, you better be in the AFC Championship game every year. And he is. A.J. Goddard under contract. Smith on three-year rookie deal. Okay? Three dudes. Busting Jalen's balls? No. Where did you hear me saying that? I actually haven't brought up one thing about Hurts here in a negative way since I opened the show 40 minutes ago. What are you talking about? I'm talking about paying a guy. Be careful what you do. You were sold in 17. You gave the guy the king's ransom. And he shit the bed. Josh Allen is a turnover machine. Listen to what Christoph said. Christopher. Yeah, he's got the number one team in the AFC. Can you imagine when they clean that up, how great it's going to be? You imagine if Jalen Hurts had 19 turnovers, you think the Eagles would be in first place? No. The Bills are. Always. You're damn right. A lot of delusional people in here. A lot of delusional people. This guy has almost 20 turnovers. And he still got the top seed. And he beat Mahomes. (laughs) But that game last year... Andy Reid thought the Eagles were such a joke, he ran for 200 yards on you. Didn't even need the guy to throw the ball. He ran for 200 yards on the Eagles last year at your own building. Jalen has three turnovers. I know. There's no difference. Allen's the top seed in the AFC. I picked Bills and Eagles in the Super Bowl. I'm on schedule, too. As of December 7th, who would have thunk it? Big Sills is on schedule for my prediction on who's going to play a Super Bowl in Glendale. So you could talk potential, but we can't. What, what potential? I'm talking about what he's done till December 7th. I didn't say he's lived up to the contract yet. Where, where did you get that? Now, I just want to says up uh, hurts is god great show thank you very much emrace i didn't say that 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 josh allen has fulfilled his contract yet i said he's on schedule did you not hear that he's on schedule he's 12 games into his new deal and he's in first place in the wet in the afc i don't know there's nothing more he could do yeah, but he's not 11 and one. Who cares? Home field advantage, get the bye. No one cares what your record is. I've been trying to tell you guys that. Nobody cares. You're looking at the, you want to pay a guy $50 million because he's won 11 games? You'll be in the same boat you were in in 17. Congratulations to you. I'm showing you history. You don't want to see it though. That's delusional. Knowing what I'm saying to you is facts. And you're not believing it 
is delusional. No, no, no. Philly goes, okay, so Dan, what would you, Hertz, what would you pay Hertz? I'm assuming you're saying that. Um, again, I want to see, and I posted this on my Twitter page. Don't you want to wait until, until you see him, what he does? Here, I'm going to get, I'll tell you this. That's a great, that's a great topic. Cause Xander just said, Xander, this is a great topic. Sills. If Jalen hurts, wins the super bowl. It's 50 million. Okay. Let's relent on that. Xander, let's handshake on that. What if he loses the Super Bowl? 40? What if he gets to the divisional round and wins it? the divisional round, to get to the Super Bowl. Divisional. 35? What if they lose their opening round playoff game? 30? What's the pay scale here? So, Jalen Hurts is going to be paid on the type of games that he wins? That's all I'm saying. The dude has 20 TD throws, nine rushing touchdowns, three turnovers. What other quarterback has done that? What does that matter? What does that matter? I saw a guy in Baltimore in 2017 lead the NFL in touchdown throws, winning unanimous MVP, and they got bounced in the opening round of the playoffs. What do you think they were saying in Baltimore about Lamar Jackson? He had 36 touchdown throws. Jalen will not come anything near that. And nor will he come anywhere near being unanimous MVP if he's fortunate enough to even win it. And Baltimore balked. They offered him a contract. They did. But Lamar didn't like the contract. Why? Because they didn't give him the guarantees he wanted. Because why? Baltimore's not sure. Hurts has a better team than Lamar did. That football team went 14 and 2. They went 14 and 2, dude. Really? (laughs) They had two 1,000 yard backs. They had a tight end that was insane there. They had a defense that was playing lights out. They were 14 and 2. Jalen's got a better team. Thirty-six touchdown throws. 
You think Jalen's going to – Maniac, you think Jalen gets the 36 touchdowns passing in the next five games? Was he at 26? <laughs> Good luck. Jalen getting unanimous MVP. Never happened. It's the nature of the NFL. Jalen's last two games were incredible. Um, yeah. Never get to 30. Ever get to 30. Let's move on. So the Dallas, here, Christopher, you're crazy. How can scoring touchdowns and not giving the ball up not matter? Because at the end of the day, it's cost, it's called seeding. No one gives a shit about your statistical year if you all if if you don't have home field advantage. Christopher, Allen's turnovers, how will it matter if they have the opening round bye? How will it matter? How will it matter in the landscape of the playoffs if they have the bye? If he has more turnovers, he would have done exactly the same thing Jalen did and securing the most important thing, not your record. You guys are so snow-jobbed on this stupid record. This is about home field advantage, not your record. Your record, in many ways, is its not a factor. Home field advantage is the only thing that matters. Like it wasn't 17 when you had the NFC Championship game go through Philly. You didn't bring up the record? You brought up the turnovers. Who gives a shit if he has the opening round by? How many turnovers? How many yards that Allen throws for? Does it matter? This is a team sport. Hey, I missed that one there. There you go. Thank you for most of the skilled position players are under contract. Are you kidding me? The running back. Really, you think that Miles Sanders is not the second most important player in that offensive huddle? You're crazy. You think A.J. Brown is. You take A.J. Brown out of that offense, that means Jalen Hurts has to carry the ball more. He'll be Lamar Jackson. Be hurt by the end of the year. You're out of your mind. Get a back that's on pace for 1,400 yards. You know how much of the heat he takes off Jalen in that running game? He gives them the affordability. You, I'll tell you this as a D coordinator. You take Miles Sanders out of there, I don't believe in play action pass. Kenneth Gainwell in Boston. Those guys are dudes. Dudes. Sean goes, Bill's just now got the number one seed. That's all that matters, dog. Who cares? He's on schedule. He's doing what the Bills have asked him to do. Make them contenders for a Super Bowl. Get home field advantage. They're the number one seed. And this is why they're paying him. Josh Allen without Diggs would become a backup quarterback. And what would your guy be without AJ? Oh, I saw it last year. <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> the Bucks destroyed him. If it's the one thing the Eagles can do is draft a running back, 
two, three, four, somewhere near flex. Not giving up a higher premium than a third. I'm going to go Parcells here. Okay. Flex, I'm not I'm going to take a running back. <clears throat> okay, I'm going to take a running back like four down somewhere in there. I like the kid from Texas, but the kid from Texas is probably going in the first round. Big Seals, please explain how Allen is over Hurts. He's he's a better talent. When when I watch Josh Allen play versus Jalen Hurts, he's a better player. Any guy with any common sense can see it. Got a bigger arm. He's got better arm talent. He's a better talent. As a matter of fact, that guy, um, Greg Cosell, actually said that Josh Allen is one of the top five quarterback talents he's seen in the last 45 years. Not me saying it, him. I don't remember him saying that about Hurts. Ask Greg Cosell what he thinks of Josh Allen. One of the top five talents in the last 50 years. Do you still think Jimmy G is better? He's more accomplished. I I think Aaron Rodgers has got more talent than Tom Brady. Brady's a better quarterback. You can be a better quarterback and out-quarterback the talented quarterback. We see it all the time. I will agree with that about Allen running into defenders. He'll have a lesser career than what Jalen will if they don't straighten that shit up. That I will agree. Josh Allen keeps playing the way he's playing. There is no question, in my opinion, he will not last. He'll be Andrew Luck. He's got a chance to be a Hall of Famer or he's got a chance to be Andrew Luck. That's my assessment on Josh Allen. He is going to be the best quarterback in the history of the Bills. And that says a lot with Kelly up there. But he's either going to be Andrew Luck or he's going to be a Hall of Fame guy. The fact that Allen doesn't have a super... He just... Bro, Christopher, he's in 12 games in to his new deal, and they're in first place in the AFC. What more do you want? He hasn't even fulfilled the first year of the contract yet. So if he wins the Super Bowl in his first year of his contract, or say he even gets there, did he live up to it? Yes. Flex, that argument is flawed. Peyton and Rodgers are better talents than TB12. Oh, I don't think Peyton Manning was. He couldn't jump over a ruler either. Okay. Jim says Josh Allen is obviously more physically gifted, but is more mentally tough. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I did not say. And by the way, do I think that Jalen Hurts is a better decision maker than Josh Allen? Yes. Yes. I'll concede that. Yes. Allen is so gifted. He thinks he can needle it in there anywhere on a football field. Okay? Look at Christopher. Apparently, Super Bowl wins are all that matters to you. Yeah. 
I was telling my wife this. If you're not playing a sport or you're not playing a game to win the championship, and if you're keeping score, I want to win. Gee, Christopher, so you're the guy that gets participation medals and you think that's cool? Not in my house. My daughter threw a participation medal away. Dad, watch this. It was a seven-place ribbon. She threw it in a garbage can. Made me cry. I looked at her. I go, man, I love you. She goes, seventh place, Dad? They gave me a ribbon? I told her, if you're not on the podium, don't matter. So my daughter's not on the podium. She don't get first place or second or third place. My daughter doesn't give a shit about it. Well, that, hey, Dak, well, Jimmy G's always on the podium. He's always, you know, first, second, or third. You're 12 games in to your guy. How did Dak get then? Scott, I don't know. I'm going to get to Dak Prescott here in a minute. Okay? That game on Christmas Eve is going to be for a whole bunch of things. Whole bunch of things. Jay Money, Dan, just wondering why do you think more talent? Who's more talent? Dan, just wondering, who do you think is more talented between Allen and Burrow? Oh, Josh Allen. Burrow's the better quarterback. Burrow's the better quarterback. But but Bur- Burrow's got Brady stuff in him. Allen is a freak. He is a gifted, gifted. Let me, let me ask you this. You think Jalen Hurts is more gifted than Andrew Luck? Because Andrew Luck and Josh Allen have a lot in common. You think Jalen's better, a better talent than Andrew Luck? I, I don't. <laughs> I, I surely do not. Jimmy G is in his ninth season. There you go, maniac. I got people comparing Jalen to Steve Young now. <laughs> Yo, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Over. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Jalen Hurts is better than Steve Young. <laughs> Andrew Luck's take was crazy. Hey, hey, hey. Andrew Luck is a good football player. What has Luck ever won? Don't really know what he could have did. He retired. The pounding in the... Oh, gee. The pounding of running and the pounding of throwing and being the only guy in the building took its toll on Andrew Luck, but it won't on the 600-pound squatter. Oh, God. Took its toll on Cam. Took its toll on Vic. Took its toll on Lamar, but it won't on the 600-pound squatter guy. (laughs) Okay. 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 I know. He's Superman. Oh, agreed. Thank you, Omar. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm going to take a toll. Oh, no. I, dude, I said it 20 minutes ago. Andrew Luck, don't straighten that shit out. He'll have a shorter career than that. Than Andrew Luck by far. Oh, absolutely. He'll be right in that same room. He'll be calling it a career too. Absolutely. Both guys are, Andrew Luck and Josh Allen are as gifted as you can ever see. That's great Cosell, by the way. Luck and Allen are two of the greatest talents he's ever seen in 50 years. For me, Allen didn't get good till he got digs. Absolutely not. Do you know when Josh Allen became a great player? It's when he got better coaching. Think about it. He wasn't a five-star kid coming out of high school. He sent 350 emails to coaches who snubbed him. He lands in Wyoming. He had one winning season in Wyoming. You think there's any coincidence that he gets around Brian Dable? Gee, I don't know. Brian Dable's made Daniel Jones functional. And he got around good coaching. It's Stefan Diggs. <laughs> it's better coaching. Josh Allen got better coaching in Buffalo than any place from high school, college. And when he got to McDermott, they gave him the best coaches they could find. Started putting talent around him. Like they're doing in Philly. Voila. He's the number one seed as of December 7th. Diggs! Of course. Because every time they add talent to something, that always translates. Gee, well, let me ask you this. How come Devontae Adams hasn't helped Derek Carr? (laughs) How come that hasn't worked? Can you help me out? How come the greatest receiver in the league hasn't helped Derek Carr, who, by the way, is sixth on this list at $42 million. Devontae Adams is better than Stephon Diggs. He ain't helped. You can't say it's the Vegas coach. The Vegas coach is five Super Bowls with Brady. What could it be? Stefan Diggs is the reason that's making John. Oh, really? Okay. Coaching? No, no, none of you? Okay. Or why did it help Baker Mayfield? Because Baker Mayfield blows. Derek Carr doesn't stink. He just hasn't helped win games. They're putting up numbers. By the way, Kirk Cousins doesn't stink. They're putting up numbers. Every time they get into critical games, they get destroyed. I'll tell you this. Nobody believes in the Vikings. Nobody. Two games they were in. Eagles killed them. Cowboys killed them.
Because car is trash, Jeremy says. Well, $40 million decision you're saying is trash? I happen to agree. Well, the Eagles are on here too for a $32 million decision. That quarterback's trash too. <laughs> but not Jalen. You were sold in 17, though, that Wentz was your face of your franchise. Were you not? Okay. We're going to hit some topics. Coach of the year. Defensive player of the year. Also, top 10 NFL picks. Eagles are in there. And in this hour at 4.30 Eastern, one of the truly legendary New York Giants. And he actually played a couple years in Philly. Mark Bavaro, I want to get his thoughts on today's tight end. What do you think of Dallas Goddard, too? We'll get his thoughts. That'll be 4.30 Eastern time. Please hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Jim Gardner is an icon. A Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor. A pace setter. Jim is my North Star. He's trusted. Revered. Appreciated. He is Action News. He's compassionate. Honest. And fair. He is extremely dedicated. Motivated. And always seeking the truth. He's also funny. We are a team of many. Jim Gardner is our leader. And we're lucky to have him. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh. And go birds. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. 
Bills National Football Show. Please hit the like button. Mark Bavaro, former New York Giant and Philadelphia Eagle. I believe Browns, too. Will join us. We'll talk tight ends with him. He's the old school tight end. And uh, want to hear his take on Dallas Goddard. And guys like that, I want to I hear his take, okay? want to hear his take on that. By the way, you see who ESPN is picking to get to the Super Bowl and win it? The Dallas Cowboys. What? Not the Cowboys. I thought the Eagles were 11-1. and one. So all the pundits there at ESPN are saying the Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> what happened to that 11-1 record? Everyone in Bristol is now talking Cowboys winning the Super Bowl. How you doing? I thought you were 11 and 1. I thought you were 11 and 1, man. No respect for 11 and 1? How many people do you think in the national media are giving the Eagles respect at 11 and 1? 15%? Some look at you right now and go, it's a hell of a record. I don't hear this, though. That's a great team. I agree. I think it is a great team. I do. I, we, we talk about it every day. I think they are really good. But if you take people out of Philly, I don't look at the cow. They look at the Cowboys as a better football team than you. Hey, hey, 85. I don't get it. I saw that. The people on that stupid show with Greenberg. Um, they're, they're, what is it called? Like go to sleep? or get up, or whatever it is. They get the Cowboys as a team to beat for the Super Bowl. I went like, I started laughing. I went like this. Where any, where do the Cowboys have the advantage? Let's do an old school boxing matchup. And let's do an Eagles versus Cowboys matchup here. Okay? Who's got the better old line? Boy, I don't know. I don't think it's close. I think the Eagles do. Who's got the better tight end? I don't know. I think the Eagles do, and I think he's back for that game. Who's got the better wide receiving core? I don't know. I think the Eagles do. Hey, you want to hear something even better? Who's got the better running back? I don't know. I think the Eagles do. Who's got the better quarterback? I don't know. I think the Eagles do. I mean, I'm running out of places to give the cow. Who's got the better edge rushers? Cowboys. Who's got the better interior? It's probably a push on defense. Who's got the better linebackers? I think it's another push. Who's got the better DBs? I think it's the Cowboys. And it ain't close. I don't see it. ESPN's got the Cowboys, though. All sizzle, no substance. Just the way we like it. It's going to be classic when we wax them in the NFC championship with the world watching. I think you should take care of New, uh, Christmas Eve. Confused on what? I have never anywhere ever said that I thought the Cowboys were better than the Eagles. They may be playing a little better ball now. Okay, they may be playing. I mean, you guys played, I think, 
against the Titans. That was probably your best football game since Minnesota. The Cowboys, the Cowboys have played some pretty good football, and I get the Green Bay game. I don't get it. I thought you said that Allen was a gunslinger. He is. He 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 is, and he's more talented. Dude, I, I don't really have to oversell that. You only have to oversell comments like that to idiots. And I, and I, I, I don't sit here and have to hammer a point about somebody. All you have to do is open your eyes. <laughs> I mean, Josh Allen on the Eagles, they'd win by 50 points every game. You love us and hate us. You're conf- I no 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 no. I tell you what the reality is. You're a good football team. You've done a lot of things right. You played the most consistent. That style of football, I have not been not consistent with that. It's not my style and cup of tea. That's all. You don't like that. That's too bad. I'll never come. Hey, I'll never come off that. I'll take Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, them dudes, and you can have your running quarterbacks. It's fine with me. They don't win. It's hard to beat a team three times in a season. I still don't think the Cowboys have enough to beat you. Their old line, I just, hey, Flex, I just don't see it. I think they got a lot of gaping holes on their football team. Wick says Allen's the second best behind Mahomes. Wick, I might make the comment that Burrow's in there. Burrow just beat Mahomes. And actually, you want to hear something incredible? I mean, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow has beaten Patrick Mahomes three straight times now. Doesn't Josh Allen play with the style you hate, though? The running, chalk it up. I, it is. However, his arm talent is spectacular. He is a unicorn. He's got one of the biggest arms in the league. He is. He is absolutely. That's why I want. Yeah. But here's here here here, and I'll and I'll make the point to you about Allen. Josh Allen has turned the ball over because. The coordinator, Ken Dorsey and him, have issues in the second half. They got to clean it up. They're still in first place and the number one seed in the AFC. Can you believe that? They're nine and three and had a down year. (laughs) They're nine and three and still in first. Okay? They're nine and three. And people are going, "Ah, you know, he's turning the ball over. Yeah, I know. But if the playoffs started, they'd have a bye. Same thing as the Eagles. Then you're eleven and one, or thirteen and one, or whatever the hell it is. Doesn't really matter. Gino says that Allen's not smarter than um, than Jalen. No, he's just more talented. Omar, Hertz is smarter. He is. Allen's more gifted. Let me ask. So yeah. So what ESPN's got the Cowboys, I don't believe the, I don't believe this. I think the Eagles are head and heels above this team. 
Okay, I do. But just like Washington, can I tell you what's going to happen here? Oh, Jesus, should I do it now? Good grief. What happened when Washington played you again? Shut your ass down. Well, you think Dan Quinn versus Jonathan Gannon. You think Dan Quinn, who's going to be a head coach too. Let's not forget that. And has been a head And actually got it into a Super Bowl. Albeit one of the colossal breakdowns of all time. He also had Kyle Shanahan on that staff. Cowboys are going to see you for a second time. It's going to be interesting. They did not shut the Eagles down. No, the Cowboys. No, 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 no. No, the game was close. Fourth quarter, 2017 at one point. You're right. Oh, wait, Washington? Washington took care of you. Big time. Just like this. AFC is trash. Sure ain't the quarterback positions. Their teams may not be complete in the AFC, but their quarterbacks are superior to the NFC. Jalen Hurts is playing the best ball of any quarterback in the NFC. Brady's probably second. Then the rest of them? Shit, you got a headless horseman in San Francisco, and they're still going to get to the NFC title game. Yeah, I don't even know who the quarterback's going to be in San Francisco. They just Joe Montana said today they could still get and win a Super Bowl with a headless horseman. <laughs> I don't know about that. Eagles would still – oh, that's a great topic. No, they wouldn't. You got to play better quarterbacks. You don't get to play Cooper Rush and Tyler Heineke in back-to-back in the AFC. You actually got to play, you know, Lamar – you got to play Tua. Uh, you got to play, you know, Allen. You got to play Mahomes. You got to actually play people who can throw the ball around the yard. It's all right. It's all right. Ooh. San Francisco is reenacting a Nick Foles run with Brock. Is it Purdy? Brock Purdy is the 2023 version of Nick Foles. Dak or Kaepernick in his prime? I don't know. Kaepernick got to a Super Bowl. I don't. What is Dak one? I'll get to that here in a minute too. They like to hype Bills up and cheese. Real rivalry, yeah, because the quarterbacks are great. Is Bengals. Look at the quarterbacks you're naming. Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Flex. A little different than, than, than Tyler Heineke, Daniel Jones. I mean, Tyler Heineke. Tyler Heineke. Purdy's a rookie? I, did, I don't even know where the hell he played. Where did he play his ball? Nick won a Super Bowl. I know he did, man. They like to hype Bills up. The Chiefs' real rival is Bengals. They do not fear them at all. They don't flinch. Yeah, they've beaten them three of eight times. They've beaten them three in a row, too. You went to Iowa State? I remember them now. Okay. 
Brock Pudding. <laughs> uh, Allen lost to Zach Wilson. Wow, that's awful. Baker playing? I don't know, man. He sucks. Purdy is Mr. Irrelevant. Oh, my God. That is wild. Could you imagine if Mr. Irrelevant beats the Eagles in the NFC title game and then goes on and beats Mahomes? Then you got another dude in San Francisco you got to worry about. You got Garoppolo, one play train. You got you got Brock Putty. <laughs> is it Pudding Purdy? Brock Putty. He's actually not bad. No, I watched him. He was good, man. He came in there and did a nice job. I actually saw him too, man. I thought he was good. Mr. Purdy. Pretty bird. <laughs> uh, he's the 2022 seventh round and final pick. He's Mr. Irrelevant. That, I had no idea. That is classic. 85. Will you stop it? Yeah. <laughs> How you doing? All right. Before we get on our boy, I'm going to talk to, I can't wait to talk to really what a true tight end used to be. And I love Mark Bavaro. He's a Notre Dame guy, but it's okay. And I can't wait to ask him about the modern day tight end and how it's changed so much. Can you imagine this too? Mark Bavaro used to block Reggie or attempt to. He used to line up twice a year against Reggie White and play against Reggie. He played the majority of it. I think he played for Rich Kotai for a couple of years also in Philly. I think the first couple of years, I didn't Kotai have a pretty good record the first two years in Philadelphia. The, 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 I, I, I thought Rich Kotai had, I think Rich Kotai had a winning season and a winning record as an Eagle head coach, if I'm not mistaken. I know he wasn't the best guy because nobody liked him once Buddy got fired. Okay, but I can't wait, man. So I'm going to talk to him. He's the modern day, the modern day tight end, Mark Bavar, who was a three-time All-Pro, won two Super Bowls with those giant teams and Lawrence Taylor. And I will ask him this too. Who's a better defensive football player, Reggie White or Lawrence Taylor? I'm going to ask him a hard question right out of the gate. Can't wait to talk to him. Plus, Eagles, you know, when I was a kid growing up, I was always under the notion that Eagles and Giants were the rival. Because that's the old school rival. See that back there, my uncle, Robostelli? He told me the biggest rival he had. Now, he didn't play against the Cowboys. Okay, he didn't play against the Cowboys. Cowboys came in in 1960. I think Andy's last year was like 64, 65, something like that. By the way, Robostelli's in the Hall of Fame. He's one of the very few players defensively ever to win the MVP award. He, Lawrence Taylor, I, I, I don't know, did Reggie win it? I think Lawrence Taylor and him are the only players to do it. Andy won the Burt Bell Award. It was an MVP award given out back in the day. Seals, do you like Michael Parsons? Dak. I think he shows up sometimes. Guys like Reggie White and Lawrence Taylor showed up every day, even in losses. You went like this. When you played against Reggie and 
you were fortunate enough to beat the Eagles, you still went like this. Man, dude, that guy, 92, is a bitch. <laughs> dude, you never came out of an Eagle game going, hey, you know, that was an easy ball game because Reggie was on the field. Reggie was spectacular. Go Eagles, Dan. You're a Cowboys fan. No, I'm not. I'm not an Eagle fan. I mean, I'm not a, but then again, I told you, I'm not any fan. I'm fans of fans. I don't sit around and root for a team. I, I, I would be lying. But I do love Eagle fans. I like the Bills fans too, though. I won't lie. I like the Bills fans. I think they give me as much shit. 49er fans too give me a ton of shit. Okay? So Reggie White picked up more than just, hey, <laughs> hey, Reggie picked up more than just Larry Allen. <laughs> he used to do that shit to Nate, Nate Newton too, man. He used to throw him on his head. Dan, I think one of my favorite games on the NFL schedule is coming up in a couple of weeks, Bills and Bengals. Wow, that's going to be a barn burner, man. Yeah, Ezekiel, wouldn't I be lying to you if I told you I was an Eagle fan? You know what I mean? I'd be lying to you. Hey, I'll tell you what. I love what they're doing, though. The fans are spectacular. All right. Before Mark comes in here, these next five games, who do you think's got more to lose, Dak Prescott or Jalen Hurts? You think Jalen's playing with house money right now? If you had to put criticism, you know, I'll, t- I'll say this to you. Right now, is Jalen Hurts, can, can, has he done enough to sit there and not have some criticism at the end of the year if they don't win the Super Bowl or don't go as far as we think? His improvement has been so incredible. I, I, I told you, there's only one other guy I can remember that had the improvement like this that Jalen's had, and it's Lamar Jackson. I swear to you, on my God's honor, I watched him play in that playoff game against the Chargers, and I went just like this. This guy be out of the league in five years. Next year, he was the MVP. I couldn't believe he led the NFL in touchdown passes. I could not believe the improvement. Now they got a Mark Ingram. They had two backs with a thousand yards, including him. I could not believe the improvement. You know, I'll tell you something. Since that MVP season, I know he's been sporadically injured. He's not playing this week, too, by the way. His passing has gotten better, but I think Jalen Hurts from a year ago to today has improved more in the passing and more part of his passing game than what Lamar has from his MVPC. Is that fair? I want to be fair here. I would say this. Watching him like that has been remarkable. When you see a player like that improving the way he has. It's just been absolutely incredible. You know, guys, I, I, I got I to tell you, I grew up around the New York Giant organization. I think some of you know this. 
I used to put up cones at the L Bowl. And Wellington Mary used to be there. And before I bring in my, my guest here, I want him to see it before I bring it in. And he's also in the ring of honor with the New York Giants, and so is my uncle. And there's the little thing they have hanging up there. My uncle is one of the MVPs of the NFL. And when, you, when you're honored like that, and I used to put all these up there, you know what's even more crazy is that I remember Mark Mavaro on the field when I was – I think I was sophomore or something, and he was in his final year at Notre Dame. And he went on to do all those great things. In New York, they won those Super Bowls. And, boy, that was such a great football team with Bill Parcells. Let's bring in our friend Mark Mavaro. Way ahead of his time. How you doing, brother? Happy holidays to you. Hi, Dan. Thank you. How you doing? Appreciate you coming in here, man. I mean, hey, you played for the Eagles too a little bit here. Eagles Giants week. What does that mean to you? Uh, it means a lot. You know, it means a lot for these two teams. I'm, uh, I know back in the day, uh, they used, there was a true hatred for each other uh, that a lot of times spilled out onto the field, uh, you know, in violent ways. I don't know what it's like these days. Like, I, I haven't followed it that closely, but I, I assume that the feelings are still there. All right. Let me ask you this. You blocked against Reggie. Lawrence Taylor was your teammate. Who's the better defensive football player, LT or Reggie White? Uh, well, I have tremendous, tremendous amount of respect for Reggie White. I mean, he was... I mean, you, if you say Reggie White was the best ever, I mean, it's not, you know, it's not a, a stretch of, of any sort. Uh, but in my, in my opinion, in my, you know, in my eyes, uh, Lawrence Taylor will always be uh, the best football player, not only of that time, but I think to ever really play the game. You know, you, you know, Mark, I tried telling people, like, back in our time, we used to have these old VCRs, and we'd all go like this, right? I go... The, the, the giant tape looks like it's like there's something wrong because why is Lawrence Taylor in a different speed and everybody else is like running in slow motion, right? Mark, you go, this doesn't look right, but both those guys, man, I mean, very seldom do you get it, right, Mark? I mean, you line up against Reggie. I mean, that's a handful, 60 minutes of football, plus you had to block LT in practice and shit. So to me, I mean, those two guys were probably the only guys that could control a football. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Game, right? Without having the ball in their hand. Yeah. I mean, there, you know, Reggie White lined up everywhere. Um, sometimes he would line up over me, and that was pretty scary. Um, 
but thank God he wasn't always there. You know, he was, he'd make his way up and down the line, giving everyone fits. Uh, there's no question. I mean, Reggie White, it's, it's, I mean, it's not even worth a discussion. The, the guy was the best of the best. And, uh, but, but again, in my eyes, you know, my teammate, I'll always, I never got to play with Reggie, but I played with Lawrence for, for a lot of times and um, a lot of years and he'll always be the best to me. Mark, I want I want to hear before I get into the tight end position in today's NFL versus when you played. I think you have fallen through the cracks a little bit when it comes to Hall of Fame consideration, and I bring it up all the time on your accolades and what you meant to the to the team's success. I mean, it was a whole different NFL then, but your time in Philly, did you enjoy playing for the Eagles? Yeah, I had a great time in Philly. It was probably the most fun. I, I had in the NFL, um, like playing for the Giants wasn't a lot of fun, but it was very successful. So we, we had, it was, it was, it was very satisfying. Uh, the Eagles, you know, we had a couple of good runs there, my two years there, but we just couldn't hold it together. We had really good teams. Um, but like I said, you know, the discipline was lacking a little bit and we just couldn't hold it together. Some injuries brought, especially to Randall Cunningham. If, if Cunningham had stayed healthy those two years, I think we really would have made a run for Super Bowl. We were that good. Um, but I had a lot of fun at the Eagles because everything was just a little more loosey-goosey. Uh, Rich Kotite was a, was a great coach. He was kind of a hands-off type of guy. He he expected guys to be mature and to be professionals, which is might be a mistake for, for professional football players. <laughs> uh, we responded well to the, the authoritarianism of, of Bill Parcells. And uh, I think a lot of us took advantage of maybe uh, Rich Kotite's um, treating us like men. I, I would say this to you, too. Being around that giant organization, I, I mean, my uncle was the general manager at one time of that team, too, not just a Hall of Fame guy. And the giant fans, back in the day, those tickets, and I tell people, they used to get willed to people and willed to fans, I mean – when you showed up the giant and then you got this crazy maniac, like Eagle fan base. I mean, it had to be a complete different, different spin for you going from that sit back New York giant fan base to that crazy maniac and playing at the vet. And I tell people this all the time too, Mark, the seam that big rip that they had at the vet, they never fixed it. (laughs) That place was horrible. I mean, it was, and as bad as the conditions were on the field, the underneath the stadium where we had our locker rooms and facilities was even more horrific. It was, I thought Giant Stadium was, was bad. Uh, the vet was, was twice as bad, but uh, it was a lot, a lot more fun, a lot better playing there as the home team uh, than it ever was, uh, you know, as an opponent. They, they were brutal, brutal fans. I mean, you just, you, you were playing, you know, you weren't just playing the Eagles. You were playing everyone in the stands uh, at the vet. I don't know if it's like that now at the new stadium, but, I mean, there was a, it was a different breed of, of fans in Philly than the, than the Giants fans. Yeah, they gave them a new stadium, so they kind of act a little bit differently now. So they kind of got a – you know, there's a little more of an aristocratic Philadelphia Eagle fan here. Let me, let me get into the modern-day tight end. You know, they got one in Philadelphia, Dallas Goddard. Um, you're seeing Travis Kelsey. You saw, again, I, I I think possibly the best tight end. I want to get your take on this, though. Gronkowski, because he could block like you. He had great hands, but I thought Gronk was probably the better, more versatile guy. 
when you look back at your career, Mark, the Giants didn't – I can't name a wideout that you played with, but you were such an integral part of the offense moving the chains and blocking. Does it bug you now that you had such a team mentality that you didn't demand the ball more that if you did, you're probably in Canton, Mark. I mean, I think you know that, right? You're, you're probably in Canton if you go in there and demand the ball, but you didn't. You wanted to play in a team concept. How do you look at today's tight ends versus your time? Uh, today's tight ends are pretty good. I mean, they're they're very athletic, and and I don't I don't know where they where these type of guys were back in my day. I mean, these six 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 seven, you know, two fifty two sixty guys that you know can run like the wind. Uh, I I don't remember anybody like that back in the eighties. Uh, you know, the, the guys that size were D linemen. You know, they were they were good pass rushers, but I don't remember anybody being able to run with with defensive backs and linebackers that size. So that's a that's a phenomenon for me. I don't know where they came from, but they're very very athletic. Um, I mean, they, they and these guys are like a lot bigger than I was, and they they can run a lot better. That's what surprises me the most. Like a Gronkowski, I mean, he's just in, in another level. You know, I don't, I can't, it's hard for me to even identify with him because he's just such a, a force of nature. Um, the guys that I kind of identify with, uh, and I think are really good, if not, you know, in my opinion, the, the best now uh, is uh, George Kittle at, at the 49ers. That's my type of tight end. That's kind of like I, what I thought I, I kind of played like, you know, blocking. Um, there's there's many times that that guy, you know, catches one pass, two passes, zero passes sometimes in a game, and yet makes a huge impact in games uh, with his blocking and even you know, being a decoy running his rough. And that's kind of like I how I feel I played. You know, I I never felt like I was the I was the the only guy out there. You know, what I mean, there, there was such a team mentality back then. And you say we didn't have any wide receivers, but we had we had great wide receivers. They just we didn't use them like other teams did. You know, you have Lionel Manuel, Bobby Johnson, Mark Ingram, Stephen Baker. Uh, I mean, there's a few I'm, I know I'm missing, but these guys were top notch. And if they played in today's game, they'd be superstars, you know. And they were superstars to us anyways because we never thought we had bad wide receivers or even mediocre wide receivers. I always thought we had great wide receivers. Um, but the mentality of the game back then, especially playing for Bill Parcells, was a team. You know what I mean? It was like when you got the ball in your hands, there was no no pressure for you to break a 1,000 tackles and score a touchdown. It was like ensure the catch first and foremost and get as many yards as you can, but get down. And guess what? We, we have 10 other guys on the field that we're going to huddle up and we're going to go go do it again. Uh it wasn't there was no pressure on anybody to, to do it all, not even on in, on Lawrence Taylor's shoulder, which I think was one of the reasons he was so good, because his supporting cast was was phenomenal. Carl Banks and Carson and all Harry, I mean, Car, uh, what's his name, Reasons and all them dudes. They were they, they were fantastic players on that defensive side of the football. These were all guys that would have been superstars on other teams. We had we had our one superstar that was Lawrence Taylor. Now, everybody else on that defense, if they could have gone somewhere else, I mean, they would have been, the, the, you know, that team's Lawrence Taylor. 
Kyle Banks, you talk about me not being in the Hall of Fame. I don't understand how Kyle Banks is not in the Hall of Fame. And for that matter, I don't understand how Otis Anderson isn't in the Hall of Fame. These are just, these are ridiculous. Otis is a dear friend of mine, and he's a former Hurricane. And I say the same thing. I mean, you're talking about a guy who was the offensive player of the year in St. Louis, led the NFL in rushing a couple times. He gets to the Giants. He's a Super Bowl MVP. And you talk about resumes. I mean, it was really a team concept when you played in New York and you're playing against these rivalries like Washington and Philadelphia. Mark, did did you enjoy playing for Parcells? I did, yeah. I mean, it was – he made me – I was always a decent player. Right, but he he brought me to the next level. Uh, a player, you know, isn't just talented. He's got to be motivated, and you know, and a lot of players are motivated for from selfish reasons. Like, you know, Keyshawn Johnson. He he's a great player. I mean, he, he turned out to be a, to great a, big, a great player. But I mean, in his early days, you know, he was not what you would call a team player. Uh, you know, he wrote that book. Just throw me the damn ball. And that that's a that was a prevalent emotion, uh, a sentiment amongst a lot of football players, uh, even today. You know, they they're just in it for their personal uh, recognition, their personal stat. Well, I can tell you that on the Giants, nobody thought about their legacy. Nobody thought about their personal stats. No one was checking stats here and there to see, you know, how they were going to be remembered or how if the, if they were going to be closer to Canton or anything like that. We only had one goal, and that was to play as a team, to win games, and to win the Super Bowl. And I was only there for six years. Um, and I would say that in those six years, we, we did a pretty damn good yeah. job of that. You won two Super Bowls in those six years there, too, so I'll throw that in there. And you look at the NFC East now. Every team's above 500. Mark, walk me back then. I mean, Washington was winning Super Bowls. I mean, it's the only division in the NFL that every team in the division has won a Super Bowl in their franchise's history. I mean, Philly was good. Uh, Washington was great. Probably Dallas was probably the lesser team during that time because they were coming off the Landry and they were starting to walk it back. But still, that NFC East back in the day too, man, there was never a week off, was there? No, and, you know, the Eagles really should have won a couple of Super Bowls during those years. Easily, we were good enough to do it. Washington did it. And the Eagles really were the team that, you know, underperformed as far as Super Bowls went, but were just as good as everybody else, better than most teams. And they beat our ass a bunch of times. Uh, so, I mean, it, it's a shame that they they never won the Super Bowls then because that team was loaded they had great players Seth Joyner you know Clyde Simmons Wes Hopkins Andre Waters I mean then you know then Jerome I, Brown Jerome Brown and uh you know then Randall Cunningham and, and all those guys Mike Quick and I mean these, yeah. are, these were legends you know um it was just something about them they always just were an inch away from going all the way and uh it's really a shame uh, and I don't know. I don't know what the reasons were, but we we were we were def, we were definitely afraid of those guys. They they were tough. <laughs> I love asking. I asked Eric Dickerson this question. I'll ask you: Did you enjoy playing more on Saturdays or more on Sundays? Uh, Sundays, yeah, for me. 
So you had a better experience in the NFL than you did at Notre Dame? Yeah, I, I didn't have a great experience at Notre Dame. Uh, we weren't that good. I don't know if you remember. My last oh, year. We beat you 58 to 7. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't there for that one. That was, that was the year after I left. But uh, that pretty much summed up my college experience at, at Notre Dame. We just weren't. Again, we were. This is my point. What's we funny, Mark, is that you guys had a shitload of talent on that team. Yep. And look, I got recruited by Jerry Fouts too, and I'm like, I don't know, man. I just don't see this thing. And I went, I, I went, hey. And a lot of those guys that were on that team, like Burline and them guys, man, they're my boys and all, right? I think Alan Pickett was also on that team, and I'm like, shit, man. Some guy named Lanza, I played against too a guard, and I'm like, Dude, all these guys are friends of mine, and I'm like. Because I went to a Catholic school, too, in high school, and I'm, I, I go, I just can't go to play for this guy Fouts. I just don't see it. And I go, I don't know why they're not. Jimmy and I and all of us kept going, why aren't they better? So probably the coaching, right, at Notre Dame? I mean, it's it's coaching and it's players. You know, everybody wants to blame Jerry Faust, and, you know, there's plenty of blame to go around. But, you know, we were the ones on the field playing the game. So, you know, we have to take responsibility for that, too. But. Back to my point about Parcells, you know, you can have a you can have a team loaded with talent, but if you don't have the the right general in charge of the troops, uh, they're going to lose battles. You know, they're going to lose a lot of battles. And Parcells' key to success wasn't just collecting talent; it was collecting personalities. Uh, and that's that's an art, you know, of collecting, getting fifty three guys together to live together in the locker room and to perform on the field. It's a lot of moving parts, and everybody's got to be on the same page. Everybody's got to kind of have this sort of love for one another. Um, and we had that at the Giants under Parcells. I didn't, I didn't, we didn't have that on Cleveland when I played in Cleveland. We didn't have it on the Eagles when I was I was there. I don't think it was. I don't think it was in many places, um, and I think that's why Super Bowl champions, it's it, rare to win a bunch of, of Super Bowls, except for the Patriots. <laughs> you know, going back to our, our regular teams, you know, our human teams, you need, you need that type of chemistry in the locker room, and Parcells was a master of putting that together. A couple last questions here for you. Mark, you know, I'll never forget I got a call from, from Jim Burt, and he's like, I've never been coached like this. This guy just had these buttons and he would push these buttons on you and he would find the one thing to get under your ass all the time. And he, he knew like Sims, he could go knee deep. And I've talked to Phil about this. He could go knee deep into Phil and there's certain guys he wouldn't, but he wanted, like you said, so that was a key component to the success that you think you had in New York was that Bill wanted people that would fight back. Yeah, he, well, the, the 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 locker room was full of fighters. I mean, every everybody there was a fighter. Everybody there was tough. You know, not many people there were what I would call prima donnas. They did they just didn't think of themselves that way. They were just kind of normal, regular, you know, blue collar type of guys out to play football, not out to, you know, take advantage of the Manhattan nightlife. Uh, you know, which is a shame because you're in New York. You, you, you think it's a lot to take advantage of, but not, not many of us w were interested in that, you know, except for Lawrence, you know. You, <laughs> you, you could do both, but, you know, most of we couldn't. Uh, but that's the type of guys we were, and we were tough, t 
tough guys and it's we fed off each other in the toughness department you know hey mark so you know he used to have that that bar over near the stadium and they're he go why don't you come upstairs we got we got it upstairs i'm like and my, and my friend goes you need to be prepared because god knows what's up here and i'm like what do you mean he goes i don't know and so I, I, I promise to the day I die, I won't tell anybody the people I saw or the things that I saw up there. But I will tell you this. It was quite a learning experience being around Lawrence Taylor at his mm. bar upstairs. And I'm I'm not going to divulge anything, Mark, but, man, I'll tell you what, man. There were things I saw up there that I didn't think people could do. <laughs> He's a piece of work, you know. And one thing I tell people all the time, for as good as he was, I mean, he was, and I say he's the best ever. He was an even better teammate, uh, which a lot of these, you know, superstars could really take a lesson from. He was he was the best teammate I, I've ever played with, uh, and and for a guy that that was that good and that could could have been whatever he wanted to be, he chose to be a, a, a good, loving, helpful, encouraging teammate to to everyone on the team, and that's that was the thing that impressed me most about him. Hey, 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 Mark, so I guess when the Cowboys came to town a couple weeks ago and Lawrence Taylor was in the building, Michael Parsons was there, and someone goes like this, hey, so what do you think about Michael Parsons? He goes, well, I guess they're still going to start on page one with me. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I, I keep telling people, dude, you could beat the Giants, but you're going to come away from it. Just like with Reggie, right? You're never going to do this. Oh, Reggie didn't play very good that game, or Lawrence Taylor didn't play good that man. You were gonna be in a battle with them two guys. You were you may have won the game, but you weren't beating them dudes. You you never beat Reggie White. I, I never saw I never saw anybody take him on and beat him. No, maybe maybe a fluke once or twice, but <laughs> and that that was even worse because if you did do that, you just got him mad. And he wasn't a mad guy, you know. He was very gentle. Um, no, he would start. He would start throwing spirit, spiritual like lines at yeah. you and such. And Chris Carter goes. He picked me up once when I was in Minnesota and threw me into Warren Moon. And he goes. He he started re, re, reciting scripture to me, and I'm like, dude, that's he, a scary guy. He did. He said, I, "I hit him one time. I was mad at him, and I hit him." Pretty hard, and then he felt he felt the difference, right? And he so he knew I was mad, but it was like a little kid trying to you know beat up a grown up. And he, he usually kind of held me back at arm's length and said, "Mark, Jesus loves you, man. Jesus loves you." Like, I was like, thank, you. Like, thank you, Reggie. <laughs> he looks exactly and he go, well, you know, this guy is unbelievable. Unbelievable so, stuff, really Mark. Me. It is so great to catch up with you. By the way, you're in my opinion. You should have went into Parcells' office and told Sims, throw me the damn ball. Okay, just, just if you did it a little bit, Mark, I'm telling you, man, you're knocking on the door on Canton because you were pretty much the tight end. That Monday night game against the Niners, people will always remember you just – that's a signature moment in your career, isn't it? Just dragging Ronnie Lott and all them guys that Monday night. Um, that had to be one of your greatest moments there that night. It was, it was a good, good moment, but, you know, a lot of – People don't remember, you know, later on in the game, I fumbled in a, in a pretty, pretty big situation that almost lost the game for us. So, you know, I have good and bad memories uh, memories of that game. You just ruined a damn story. Mark. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mark, thank you so much, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you again for coming aboard. All right. Thanks, Dan.
You got it. That is the great Mark Bavaro from the New York Giants. Absolutely great stuff. All right, let's take a time out. Please hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Jim Gardner is an icon. A Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor, a pace setter. Jim is my North Star. He's trusted, revered, appreciated. He is Action News. He's compassionate, honest, and fair. He is extremely dedicated, motivated, and always seeking the truth. He's also funny. We are a team of many. Jim Gardner is our leader, and we're lucky to have him. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh. And go birds. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Football show, get buckled up here because we still have Defensive Player of the Year. I have a vote for that. NFL Coach of the Year. I have a vote for that. And top 10 players that'll be taken as of right now, according to Bledsoe, for the National Football League draft. We will hit on that. All right. Can't wait. To watch my guy, Josh Allen, win the Super Bowl this year. That was my prediction. He's going to run through the tape. Some of you would go, well, Sills, what's the difference between 
what we're saying about Jalen and what Josh Allen hasn't done yet. He got his money. They're number one in the AFC. He's doing everything Jalen's doing, but better. You don't actually think that Jalen Hurts is playing better than Josh Allen. Yeah, probably turnover issues, yeah. But if you had to pick a game and everything was equal, let's do this. Let's play NASCAR. Wide receivers were the same. O-line was the same. Defense was the same. What quarterback would you take, Jalen Hurts or Josh Allen? How many people out of 10 would pick your guy? Two. 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 Jalen. <laughs> Not me. Nowhere near it. Allen. Steven. One of the very few people that are smart in here. You can't even beat the teams in your own division. And you, can, you can't beat Tyler Heineke and Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones beat Jalen. Daniel Jones has a win against Jalen. So does Tyler Heineke. <laughs> Tyler Heineke, Daniel Jones has beaten Jalen. <laughs> Tyler Heineke and oh, Daniel Dimes Jones. Jebby J even has a win. Jebby J back for the NFC Championship game. Oh, I can't wait for that. In Philly, dude, this is going to. I am so excited about the next five weeks and then going into the playoffs. You see, once again, the Eagles are either going to have the greatest moment in Eagle history or it's going to be a turd burger. <laughs> I love it. It's all, it's all or nothing. It's like playing the roulette wheel. You're, you're either going to eat a turd burger. Well, man, we had that record and lost. Shit. Well, really? Or you're going to do what you did in 17 and run through the tape. I think it's going to be a great story. And then we're going to find out what your guys were at the end of the day. Because 12 games, he has put himself in a position to have value. But he hasn't won a $50 million paycheck yet. Xander, all of you think he has. Well, if I had to repay Russell Wilson, would you pay him $300 million? No. Would you pay Derek Carr $40 million a year? No. Would you pay Dak Prescott $40 million a year? No. Would you pay Kirk Cousins $38 million a year? No. Would you pay Jared Goff $35 million a year? No. Would you pay Carson Wentz $32 million a year? No. These are the highest paid quarterbacks in the league. Would you pay Matt Ryan $30 million a year? No. Would you pay Ryan Tannehill $29.5? No. But I'd pay Jalen. I wouldn't pay Aaron Rodgers $50 million. 
Every one of these quarterbacks on here have not lived up to it, but Mahomes really. And Brady and Stafford. And somebody in here goes, so, oh, you have to win a Super Bowl? Yeah. Yeah. Russell Wilson's 34 years old. Fly? That's my point. You're going to give a 34-year-old guy $300 million? Good luck to you. How's that working for you in Denver? You understand something about the Denver Broncos? They're going to be irrelevant now for the next five years. Draft choices are gone, and money and guaranteed money is now on your books. Do you understand? There's 31 teams now in the NFL. There's not 32. The Broncos are irrelevant. Irrelevant. Josh Allen is a fumble and turnover machine, and yet he's number one in the AFC with home field advantage, just like your guy. Hey, collector, he's on pace to do the same thing Jalen did this year. Can you imagine? Jalen's playing flawless football. Hey, collector, Jalen's playing flawless football, right? Allen's not, and they're still number one. (laughs) God forbid when he puts those great games together, you're never touching him. You're not touching him. (laughs) Your guy's playing perfect football. Unbelievable. No turnovers. Everything is going great for him. Allen just gets out there and plays. Dude's got 19 turnovers. He's still number one. Really? Yeah. He's got to be six and five with 19 turnovers. No, he's nine and three. What? (laughs) Yeah. You don't see the greatness in that. This guy after this week is going to be 10 and 3. Okay? 10 and 3. 10 and 3. Oh, he's a turnover machine. Yeah, he's still number one in the AFC. And they're going to get the bye like the Eagles. I done. I done. Eagles would destroy the Bills. Not likely. Bills 39, Eagles 20. Boom. Mm. Allen can't spread the ball around. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you ask any human being in their mind, if I had to draft Okay, that's a great one, too. If I had to draft all the great quarterbacks in the NFL, let's just do five. My first pick, I agree with Xander. My first pick in the NFL out of all the quarterbacks would be Mahomes. My second would probably be Joe Burrow. Guys, beat Mahomes three straight games. That's got to matter. My third would be Allen. My fourth would be Herbert. My fifth. 
Who would my fifth quarterback be if I had to draft a guy to build my team around? Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Herbert. Who who else would I build my team around? At five. Lamar Jackson, probably. MVP. Unanimous. Let's see. Well, I'll just take a look at the quarterbacks here. <laughs> Cousins, nah. Wentz, nah. Jim and Jay. Oh, Deshaun Watson, six. That probably put Jalen seven. I think that's pretty impressive. Jalen hurts seven. So we'd go Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Herbert. Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson. Then you start getting into the uh, to the um, Avis and Hertz Renicar guys after six. Get you, you get down in there, you know, and that kind of stuff. All right, NFL Coach of the Year. We'll do that next. Defensive Player of the Year. You think Hassan Reddick deserves to be on this? Watson over Jalen? What do you mean the disrespect? Watson's a 10-time better quarterback. What are you, nuts? <laughs> Deshaun Watson, who had 22 sexual accusations against him, got a $230 million contract. Jalen will never see $230 million guaranteed. By the way, the Browns wouldn't have been the only team to give it to him. <laughs> Top 10 NFL picks. Hit the like button. Hour three. Keep it here with big sales. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Jim Gardner is an icon. A Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor, a pace setter. Jim is my North Star. He's trusted, revered. Appreciated. He is Action News. He's compassionate, honest, and fair. He is extremely dedicated, motivated, and always seeking the truth. He's also funny. We are a team of many. Jim Gardner is our leader, and we're lucky to have him. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. 
Go with trust. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. football show hey xander i just saw man that video clip that you guys posted yesterday over at jacob media's twitter page over 10k on it way to go guys way to check out big sills i love it how you doing big sarge hey big sills how many of them quarterbacks did you name will end the season you ain't having two wide receivers with a thousand wishful thinking it's all good don't worry take the rest of the night off how you doing not happening. So because the guy got his fourth 100-yard receiving game in 30 games, he's going to end the year with 1,000 yards. Okay. The law averages don't even suggest that that's going to happen. Do you understand that? His resume doesn't say that's happening. He's had two. Get this, he's almost had as many donut games as he's had 100-yard receiving games, Devontae Smith. Do you know this? He's had almost as many donut games. <laughs> it's Dawson, your receiver. Okay. <laughs> he's almost had as many donut games. No catches. No yards. But he's going to have a thousand, you know. Poor Jimmy. Don't worry, Vlad. Jimmy be back for the NFC title game. I ain't done. Devontae's not our number one option. So you draft a guy to be your second team guy. In the first round, too. Woof. Kind of overdrafted then, like I said. So your first-round pick is your second dude. Okay. I don't have a problem with that. AJ's a great player. He is. AJ's a great player. Yeah, baby. San Francisco's defense is superior to the Eagles. What are you saying? San Francisco's defense carries that team. Um, then how come every time Garoppolo doesn't play, they lose? I keep bringing that up. You keep. Jalen's at 29.50. Well, good. He should be a 3,000-yard passer. Technically, the average suggests he barely crosses 100. We'll see. Technically, Tone, 
He's had four 100-yard receiving games in 30 games. Technically. By the way, I love Tone. Dak has more talent, though. Dak has more talent. Uh, What's your suggestion? Okay, what's your suggestion? Dak has more talent? Where, CeeDee Lamb? Devontae Smith is better than CeeDee Lamb. I'm sorry. CeeDee Lamb is not better than Devontae Smith. He'll have more numbers because he's in the one role. It's the only reason he'll have more numbers than Devontae. Smith, yes, what you guys are saying is in the two-hole. And he's in the two-role, which means less targets. If Smitty was in Dallas and he was in the one-hole, he would have 10 times the numbers that CeeDee Lamb would have. Devontae Smith would be around 1,200 yards right now. He's just in a system where that was like the first game Jalen Hurts was able to really have two guys involved since Devontae's been there. I don't think CeeDee's better. I do not. Xander thinks he is. I I, I don't. I think Jalen Waddle's better. But I, I don't I don't think CeeDee's better. CeeDee drops the ball. I think Devontae runs way better routes than CeeDee Lamb. I think CeeDee Lamb runs rounded off routes. I really do. Okay? Look, look at this guy. Jimmy has 87 touchdowns and 42 picks. How about this? He's 45 and 19. Put that stat out there. Facts. Bang. Boom. Good night. You can take the rest of the day off. It's good. <laughs> I don't know if CD soft. I just, he drops too many critical passes in critical moments. Smith will eat these last five games. Bet on it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Got the Giants. The Giants defense is pretty good, but there's no way they beat them. There's no way the Giants beat the Eagles, right? There's no way Daniel Jones beats Jalen Hurts again. Can you imagine if, if that guy loses to Daniel Jones? I will shit on him on Monday. <laughs> You can bet on it. You can't lose be 0-2 against Dimes Jones. You can't be. You can get $50 million from big sales. That ain't working. You better not lose to Dimes Jones again. Oh. Again. It's it's not, not like this time. It's again. Oh. I notice everything you say won't happen does so far. Keep it up. Jeremiah, really? Okay. If Hurts loses to Daniel Jones, take him off the MVP list completely. Tone, he ain't losing to that guy. But, hey, you know what, Tone? I'll say this to you. I think Daniel Jones is playing better ball, but it's not good enough. I, did, I, I think the Giants are frauds. I thought they were frauds all year. I, look, how about this? I, let me tell you who I think, before we get into NFL Coach of the Year, I have a vote for this. Let me give you my assessment of the 2022 New York Giants. I think they're 
so much better coached. I think the general manager's better. I think the entire environment's better. Once you got rid of that assbag Dave Gettleman, once he's out of the building, it's completely been turned around, but not enough. There's still remnants of like bad picks and bad people in the building. They're better defensively. They are. They're, they're not bad, but their wide receiving core has been decimated. Their old line is okay. Barkley's ha- I think Barkley's running out of gas a little bit. Okay? I think he's running out of gas a tad. Um, it's a division game, Danny. That's not a cliche. Okay, it's not a cliche, and you're right, but fly Daniel Jones, he's not terrible this year. He's actually won the NFC Player of the Week award. Oh, by the way, congratulations. He and Michael Vick now, Jalen Hurts and Michael Vick, have a lot more in common. One of the very few players ever to win the NFC Player of the Week award three times. Wow. He and Vic. What did Vic win again? Oh, yeah. Nothing. I forgot. Oh, no. I didn't. All them players of the week awards and the month and shit and didn't get Michael Vic anything. But Jalen's better than Michael Vic. (laughs) You you don't think Jalen Hurts today on December 7, 2022 is a better football player than Michael Vick was. Wait, wait, well, you probably do because you think he's better than Steve Young already. <laughs> so wait, Jalen's better than Steve Young and Michael Vick. Is this correct? Hertz has one player of the month and two player of the week. Okay. I thought it was three players of the week. By the way, it's a tremendous honor. Where's your Super Bowl ring, Sills? Nah, I don't have Super Bowl rings. I have national championship and uh, NFL alumni rings. Yes, yes, better than Vic. Hey, name brand, who's Lord Brunson? Never heard of him. Let's get to the NFL Coach of the Year Award. Here you go. Candidates. Going into week 14, NFL Coach of the Year candidates. Number 10, Eagles just beat this guy. That's why it's a good win. Mike Vrabel. Love this coach. Mike Vrabel just won a power struggle with the general manager. And the Adams family gave him Complete, really, autonomy now of the Tennessee Titans. Number nine, Sean McDermott. Number one seed in the AFC. They lose Brian Dable. Josh Allen is on the cusp of potentially winning a Super Bowl. You want to hear something about Sean McDermott? Sean McDermott might actually win a Super Bowl and do something Marv Levy didn't do. By the way, wasn't he in your building as a D coordinator or a defensive line coach or a defensive coach? 
Wasn't he like a coordinator in Philly? You let that guy out of the building? Interesting. Sean McDermott, nine. Number eight, Jimmy J. Kyle Shanahan, 49ers. The stupidity of the move of Trey Lance. The injury to Trey Lance saved the season. Now, that football team is playing really well. And I'll tell you what, what Xander said um, is right. This kid Purdy might be the good stopgap guy until they get him back in the playoffs. Number seven, Brian Dable. You'll play him this week. Can you imagine this? you got two guys that are doing a whale of a job coaching, and you're going to play them in consecutive weeks. Brian Dable's done a nice job with the Giants team. Okay? He's done a really nice job. Number six, another coach from New York, Robert Sala, Jets. I said he wasn't the right guy. He may be. He may be the right guy. Dude, stick to Mike White. Mike White threw for 369 yards last week against the Vikings, and they should have won that game. That guy should have caught that ball in the end zone. Okay? He should have caught that football. Mike White put it right on his hands, and he dropped it. Joe Douglas has done a really nice job building this team. They just got an immature guy there in Zach Wilson. They should have beat the Vikings. Xander goes, hey, Xander asked the most incredibly brilliant question. Unfortunately, a dumb answer has to be given. Why would you even think about benching Mike White? Zach Wilson sucks. Because I spent the second pick on him. Ask Howie how that works when I keep shit players on my roster because they're high draft choices. Sorry, Xander. Reality sometimes doesn't coexist when it comes to draft picks. You spent the second pick on Zach Wilson. You have to play him. The same way Trey Lance has to be played in San Francisco. You gave up three ones for him. Someone's going to lose their job in San Francisco over that. Someone may lose their job in Green Bay over that. With Jordan Love. I know. Wait, why wouldn't you play the better player? Oh, since when is that? Where does it? Unless the head coach has go. That's why Vrabel won. That's why Belichick is the head honcho in charge. That's why Pete Carroll's the head honcho in charge in Seattle. The general managers aren't in the way. Look at what your guy did with Howie and with Wentz. They picked wrong. I guarantee you, Doug Peterson and Frank Reich probably wanted to stick with Nick Foles. You know why? They had more in common with him. Foles was the backup. Those two were perennial backups. They connected better with Foles. Foles was a catch away from going to his second straight NFC title game. Do you know how important that catch was? 
it was a $32 million mistake based on that catch or lack thereof. If Jeffries catches that, Wentz is dealt to the Jags. And Foles stays in Philly. You're not getting rid of a guy who goes to two conference title games, Super Bowl MVP, and a chance to go to two straight. So you're not doing that. Give a shit who you are. Big Sills NFL Coach of the Year. Now we're at five. Andy Reid. Andy just just keeps chugging along, doesn't he? No matter where he is. He's a better coach today than he was in Philly. (laughs) By the way, the guy guy that's quarterback and makes him look better too. (laughs) No getting around it. Look at at Tone. Why do people keep falling for Cilio's bait? Just play the game with him, you guys. Hey, Tone, because some people are just wound a little different. Tone, will you please? You're giving it away. Xander, talk to this guy. <laughs> look, look, look at LaMichael Smith. Foles. <laughs> hey, Foles has a big trophy. <laughs> it's called an MVP trophy. <laughs> Come on, Tone. This isn't real, Dan. I don't know what you're talking about. Look at Tone. (sighs) This isn't real. I've been doing this for 34 years, Vlad. What are you, nuts? Vlad, don't give me more credit than due because I'm not that smart. Fire Lynch, Nick. (laughs) Hey, Nick, I think John Lynch is a good GM. But, dude, you can't give up three ones and bounce the quarterback. And, oh, hey, what if this guy, what's his name, Purdy? What if this guy, Purdy, ends up being good? So, Purdy and Jimmy G. And then you got this other guy. So what you going to do? Trey Lance is the third guy in the building and you got, you gave up three ones on the Dolphins for him? Someone's losing their gig, dude. JM, thank you. I love Mark Bavaro. <laughs> Fultz has the most important MVP trophy. Boy, amen. Dude, man. And, and who'd you beat? Uh, he, the guy with seven of them? I would have to think if I'm Tom Brady, even those losses to uh, Eli Manning, the one to Foles, man, has to aggravate him the most. Because he was made to look like a chump in the whole process. The Philly special, he falls down, and this guy's catching passes. I mean, what was next? He was going to – hey, the only thing that Nick Foles didn't do in that Super Bowl against the Patriots – is have a drop kick. <laughs> hey, am I, am I right? The only thing Foles didn't do was drop kick. <laughs> if he would have drop kicked, caught the Philly special, 
and threw for 357 yards and beat Brady. I don't want like this. Okay, I'll never watch another game again in the same light. Okay? I'll never watch a game again like that. Number four, I got Pete Carroll. I think Carroll's done a great job with Geno Smith. I really do, man. Pete's done a super job with that Seahawks team. Number three, here we go. NFL Coach of the Year candidates heading into week 14. Where's Sirianni on this list? Mike McDaniel. Dolphins. And it got crushed a little bit by the 49ers. Everyone does, except Philly. Number two, Paisan Nick Sirianni. I got him here, Eagles. By the way, if Sirianni runs the table, I could see him winning the NFL Coach of the Year award. Kevin O'Connell, Vikings. The only reason I've got the Viking head coach ahead of him is because this is his first year and they are 10-2. and two. I know Cowboys and Eagles pounded him. I completely understand. I get it. But he's a first-year head coach. Guys like Urban Meyer have attempted it and bombed. You know what I'm saying? That's a good one there, Marcos. Riverboat Ron should be in the conversation. If I had to put him somewhere, it'd be 11. So I, I Riverboat Ron... Um, it's tough to take one of these guys off this list, though. So, Vrabel at 10, McDermott at 9, Kyle Shanahan at 8, Brian Dable at 7, Robert Saylor at 6, Jets, Andy Reid 5, Pete Carroll 4, Mike McDaniel Dolphins 3, Nick Sirianni 2, Eagles, Kevin O'Connell Vikings 1. Hard for me to put Riverboat Ron in over any one of these guys. But I would say to you that Ron deserves consideration for the Coach of the Year award. He sure does. Name goes, how much of the team's success is Sirianni and how much is Howie? Let's do that. I love when you guys bring topics in here and kind of change it up a little bit. We still have Defensive Player of the Year and also the top 10 picks. I got a suggestion for you. For the Eagles pick at number five. Do you know the Eagles pick at five right now in 2023? I got a guy for you. I want you to hear who you, I think the Eagles should look at at number five. I like that topic. Who gets more credit, Howie Roseman or Nick? Who do you think? Who do you guys think? It's Will freaking Anderson. We need a dominant edge. Hang in there. Who do you think gets more credit for the success of the 11-1 and start for the Eagles? Howie or Sirianni? Roseman. Howie. Howie GM of the year, hands down. Nick. So do you think this is tougher to do? 
Here's my list of players. Coach him. How many general managers do you think hand over a sheet of 53 guys on it and go, coach my team? All of them? What's harder to do? Take someone's list of players and put it together as a successful team and game plan and motivating. How many years has Howie been in the building? 22? Well, if Howie's so good at it, why didn't he do it every year? If this guy's the best at it, he's the general manager of the year, and he hands the coaching staff a list of his players, why was he 4-11-1 a couple years ago? You actually think Doug Peterson would have done the same thing with Jalen Hurts that Nick and Shane Steichen have done? I don't. I think Sirianni gets more credit. How he can go out and do anything he wants, fail at drafting, hit on free agents, make a deal. At the end of the day, coach got to put him in a position to win. Why do you think we're so critical of Jonathan Gannon? Don't let the coaching staff get in the way of winning. That's the biggest deal. How he can come up with any names he wants. He does every year. Some years are good. Some years are great. Some years suck. What, how he hasn't had suck-ass years? He has. <laughs> how he hired Nick. Great take, Danny. Okay, how he hired Nick. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. How he hired Nick, are you sure? Or was it that Jeffrey Lurie? The way I had it, and Xander can back me up on this. When the Colts were looking to deal Wentz, or the Eagles were looking to deal once to the Colts. It was Frank Reich who came on this program. And I go, do you talk to the general manager, the owner of the team first? He goes, I talked to the owner of the Eagles first. Oh. So did you recommend Nick Sirianni to Jeffrey Lurie? He goes, yeah. Go back and listen. We have that actually on tape. Howard Eskin played that on WYP. How we didn't pick Nick. (laughs) Frank recommended Nick to Jeffrey. How he didn't pick that coach. Now, I I would think that he probably helped in the coaching staff. But most of those guys are Knicks dudes and Frank's guys. How we don't get credit for the coach? Big Sills does. Uh, Well, I told you, 
because we have insight. Oh my God, I can't wait till Frank gets in the Philadelphia Eagle building. Hey, Bob, Frank's my boy. So next year, So I'll have Jeff Stoutland, Tracy Rocker, and Frank Reich in the building. How he benched hurts. He sure did. He sure did. Love Frank. We need him back. Debbie Rush, how he can destroy this team just like he did in the 17 team. <laughs> Absolutely. You kidding me? And the owner allowed it. Love Frank Wright. Nick definitely fooled me. He did to You know what? He shocked me too. Frank Wright might be our OC next year. Oh, my God, you know that. Nick's, Nick Sirianni and Frank Wright working together would be like Doug Peterson and Frank Wright working together. Shit. Now, look, I do think that Doug Peterson and Frank Wright coaching Jalen, I do think there'd be some good things happening this year. Okay? But when Frank left, I think it unraveled Carson Wentz a lot. I want to do this here. Let's do this next. This is the top 10 picks I've put down here. Do you think Frank wants another head coaching job, Xander asked? Of course he does. Of course he does. However, do you want the Carolina Panther job? Working for David Tepper with no quarterback in the building. By the way, we're going to look at the draft here, the top 10 picks. He looks stressed at Indy. Yeah, look who you're working for. Uh, look who you're working for. You're working for a owner who can't get over the fact that Andrew Luck quit. Do you understand it's like a jilted lover in Indy? Look at all the quarterbacks that they've had since Andrew Luck. Oh, Wentz sucks. Matt Ryan sucks. Jacoby Brissett sucks. This guy's a jilted lover. Jim Irsay's a jilted lover. I mean, I mean, Andrew Luck called it a career on us, and we've never been. And dude, I know, and you can't get over it. You're not going to allow it. You're not going to allow a head coach. Frank's got a winning record as a head coach. It's not like he sucked there. And working in that environment? I don't know. And let's not forget something. Oh, agreed. Carson played great there. 29 touchdowns, seven interceptions, 3,900 yards. They did go nine and eight. I know it was a complete shit show against the Jags at the end. But look at the shit show it's now. Look, Look at that shit show it's now. Dan, what do you think of the recent Andrew Luck story? I, you know, Cody, 
I think he probably regrets retiring, and he probably doesn't. And I don't mean to give you an answer like that, but he probably looks at Sundays and probably misses it a lot, misses the guys. But he doesn't miss getting beat up like that. Now, I'll tell you what, if I were the Colts, I'd take him back in 10 seconds. What kind of player would he be today? I don't know. I don't know, but he was a phenomenal talent. He was a phenomenal talent. Ursay's a, you know, Ursay throws shit and shade all over uh, Daniel Snyder, and rightfully so. How can you allow a guy with $35,000 in cash in his car, open pill bottles, oxycodones, he's all drugged up, he gets pulled over, and you're telling me that Daniel Snyder shouldn't own a team? You're the representative of one of the 32 Shields, and that's how you do it? So if your player gets suspended for PEDs, I think they had a player suspended for like three games, and that guy is allowed to do that and have that kind of behavior? You're supposed to be a representative of the National Football League. Hey, at least Jerry Jones was 14. This guy's an adult popping pills, getting hammered. And what if he would have killed somebody all hopped up like that? What if he killed somebody? He's a danger to a community when you drive around like that. You know, one of the things that I refuse to do, and I will promise you this, you will never, ever see this with Dan Cilio, a DUI. Not happening. Not happening. Not happening. I would never get behind a loaded pistol and go out in a community and potentially kill somebody. Big Sills likes a couple Coronas now. Don't kid yourself here. But I that ain't happening. Xander goes, my pops the same way. Bro, you will never... Like, when I go on remotes... Like, like if I did a remote at Oceans, I'd have to drink and get a room. I'm not getting in a freaking car. Or if I am... It's going to be a limo, and someone's taking me somewhere. I have had that rule my whole life. My whole life. Because you know why, Five Star? I would never want to kill your kid. Okay. The 2023 Top 10 NFL Draft Order And according to Bledsoe, these are the 10 guys. I don't want to do all 32 right now, okay? I don't want to do all 32. So we're going to do, and by the way, the Eagles are sitting at five here, okay? Falcons are at 10. Jared Verse, edge rusher, Florida State. This kid can play. He is a good-looking football player. And that's somebody the Eagles need to keep an eyeball on. This Jared Verse kid, I talked to Mike Norvell. And Mike Norvell, the head coach of Florida State, he goes, Sills, this guy is as good as it gets. Colts are at nine. Tanner McGee, 
McKee, quarterback, Stanford. I have not watched Stanford football at all this year. I don't know if people have seen this kid. I had to go on YouTube this morning to look at him. I was impressed. Tanner McKee, quarterback, Stanford, Colts at nine. Cardinals are at eight. I'm hoping I'm saying his name right. Xander, make sure I'm saying his name right here. Bijan Robinson, running back, Texas. You get a running back in the room there. And by the way, don't be shocked if Shane Steichen is the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Can you imagine Shane Steichen doing what he did for Jalen with Kyler Murray? Now the question is going to be this. Is Kyler Murray going to be open the same way that Jalen Hurts was open when it comes to being coached? I don't know that. Kyler Murray doesn't look like, you know, he's open to being criticized or coached. This kid Robinson can play. But man, running back in the first 10 picks, not me. Number seven, Jaguars. Joey Porter Jr., Penn State. I think this kid's a great player. And if we know anything about linebackers, you want linebackers, you go to Penn State. Number six, Panthers. Maybe Frank Wright gets a look here. Will Levis, quarterback, Kentucky. He's going to go in the top 10 picks. And this would be a good landing spot for him. The question is going to be, Who is his coach going to be? Number five, Philadelphia Eagles. Miles Murphy, edge rusher, Clemson. I talked to Dabo Sweeney this morning. How many times we've had Dabo on, Xander? Two? I talked to him. I said, what do you think of Miles Murphy? He goes, he's one of the absolute best players I've ever coached. And I would make this proclamation to you. He's probably one of the best players I've seen in this area in the last... 20 years. I said, is he better than Clowney? He goes, yes. He's better than Clowney. Miles Murphy, Eagles, edge rusher, Clemson. Now, well, Cody goes, I swear Sills talks to everyone. Well, Cody, because everyone's been on the program almost. And, 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 and Cody, Dabo's been on twice. Number four, Lions. C.J. Stroud, I don't believe in this kid, but I think the Lions will take him.
Number three, Seahawks. Jalen Carter, DT, Georgia. Fabulous player. Fabulous player, man. Number two, Will Anderson, Bears. Edge rusher. Probably the best position player in the draft. Probably the best player, most talented player in the draft. Probably the greatest player Nick Saban's ever coached. Houston Texans, Bryce Young. Alabama. What do you guys notice about this list, these top ten? Let me see. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six of the top ten are from the south. From either the ACC or the Southeastern Conference. The top three players in the upcoming draft are going to be Bryce Young, Will Anderson, Jalen Carter. They're all from the Southeastern Conference. Two are from Bama. And if you want to even go here, in the top six picks, they're all SEC players. Why do you think Howie Roseman stays in the SEC? Because you're not gonna, you're not gonna lose. I think those quarterbacks are gonna creep up. They're even if not worth it completely, Xander. Now, again, if Miles Murphy is gone and Will Anderson's gone, I trade down to the Falcons. I trade down to the Falcons at 10. Okay. Falcons go to five. I get another first rounder the next year. And I take that edge rusher from Florida state at 10 and cheaper. And I get a one for next year. See, to me, it's either Murphy or Jared verse. You need an edge rusher. Trade down. If it's not one of your guys, The Falcons are going to look for a quarterback. They're not going to stick with Marcus Mariota. They're not. And that's why Xander's saying, hey, those quarterbacks are going to move up. Correct. You move down. You may land on your guy. Now, would you move up for Anderson? If you're Howie, would you move up to two with the Bears? And give your later pick, say you win the Super Bowl and it's 32. Would you give, would you switch places to get to two? Give the Bears the 32nd pick and you get Will Anderson? I might look at that because I'm in the five. All right, I got to take a timeout. I got one more look to look at here. Defensive player of the year. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. 
With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Jim Gardner is an icon. A Philadelphia treasure. He's a mentor, a pace setter. Jim is my North Star. He's trusted, revered. Appreciated. He is Action News. He's compassionate, honest, and fair. He is extremely dedicated, motivated, and always seeking the truth. He's also funny. We are a team of many. Jim Gardner is our leader, and we're lucky to have him. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. National Football Show. Appreciate you coming aboard. Thank you so much for coming in and appreciate it for stepping in here with us. Um, Brett Hunt. Then Sills realized he sucked too and started. I I don't I don't trash anybody anywhere. Birdman, you got me confused with somebody. I don't care that much about certain people. I care about people who check out my show every day. You'd be under the a misconception that I give a shit what people think of me. My the only person that cares about that is my aunt. <laughs> okay, because I could care less. I just care people listen and watch. It's all I care about. It's Birdman. No, man, and you're important to us, man. You're on my Twitter. I dude. Honest to God, anybody who's part of our network, part of our show every day, I have the utmost respect for you guys. But people who start talking shit on me and don't know me, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? It's all good. Uh Uh-oh. True. They're chirping about your boy Tyler Van Dyke. Who? Hey, watch this. I think he's in the I think he's in the category, uh, Xander of Whoville. You know the Grinch that stole Christmas? I think he's in he's in Whoville. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Who? Tyler Van Dyke. Whoville. Holy God. Yeah. Put him in Whoville. Because there, there's people in my life I got to, hey, the, the, you know, you got the Island of Misfit Toys and you got Whoville. Seals, you ever heard of this guy? Who? Somebody asked me one time, hey, Seals, you ever heard of this guy, Anton? I go, who? <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me get the, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> who? TVD needs to get off the bus. Shut up, Tone. <laughs> Come on, man. He's a Connecticut guy. Will Levis is a Connecticut guy, too. I didn't know he was. Hey, Tone, I didn't know that Levis started at Penn State and then transferred to Kentucky. I didn't know that. I didn't, I, I didn't know he did that. Jeremiah TVD missed the bus. <laughs> oh, man. Mill Carton. Yes. You could say it about the whole Miami program. <laughs> Five and seven. I had a great conversation with Mario last night. I can't tell you what he said because he asked me not to, but. All right. Here's defensive player of the year. I have a vote in this thing, too. Everybody's transferring now. Hey, Maurice. I don't give a shit if you take all 85 players at that Miami team, except that kid kitchen. And I hope every single one of them transfer, get them all out of there. I want people that want to win. I want people that are proud to be hurricanes. I don't give a shit about you. Hey man, wish you, I see people on Twitter, wish you, I don't wish you anything. Give me the scholarship. Get out. I have no respect for you. Look at what Jalen did. Jalen got his degree, was a great teammate, sat there a year, and then went and played at Oklahoma. He didn't pout. That dude got more respect for me when he did that. And that's when I started having keeping an ear out for this kid. That meant a lot to me. He was a great teammate to Tua. Tua swears by him. Tua swears by the guy. Seals, you still talking to Mario? We talk every other day. We talk, Actually, we've been pretty... Um, he's asked, yes, yes. We talk a lot, actually. Wendell goes, Seals, how long are you giving Mario to turn it around? I'm not answering that question today. <laughs> I hey Hey, Wendell, my daughter does the same shit you just did to me. Oh, I see, Dad. So if one of your hurricane guys gets into trouble in the public eye, how come you have a problem throwing shade at Sap or Michael Irvin? I don't know what you're talking about. What, 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 do, you, what do you mean? Oh, I see, Dad. So you, just so you know, this is what my daughter will do. She'll go like this. Oh, I see, Dad. So if you know them and they're friends of yours, you give them passes? I, I, <laughs> you know what I'm doing, right? I'm pulling the ripcord. <laughs> yeah. hey, I'm pulling the ripcord. <laughs> She's like, oh, I, I, I got it now. So do you tell everybody that, Dad? About your boy Michael Irvin and Sap and all them guys? <laughs> Wendell, no answer on that one yet. 
<laughs> hey, Ray, you bet, Brotherhood, man. I love that place. It's the greatest education I ever got in my life was being a Miami Hurricane with Jerome Brown and them guys. Love my teammates to this day. I don't have a bad thing to say about one of the players I played with at the University of Miami. Not one. It's funny. Reminds me a lot of what the Eagles are doing. Don't, doesn't it look like they have a lot of fun showing up to work every day? Right? It was fun showing up and playing up Miami with Jimmy Johnson. You know why? It was just winning. Hard work and winning. Cilio's daughter starts to press him and Cilio starts to whistle and look the other way. Hey, Tone. I'm, I, and she, Tone, she looks me in the face and does this. Oh. So, like, you know, one of the guys, not going to say any names. Oh, I know. When, when Ray Lewis got in trouble. Dad, aren't you friends with Ray? Yeah. Dad, he's accused of murder. Yeah. How come you don't talk shit on him? Well, I don't know the facts. <laughs> hey, I, I don't, nor do you. Dad, he's accused of murdering four people. Uh, this conversation, uh, we'll have to get more facts. So you're going to support him? Danielle, make sure you get the information first. I got to get out of here. Listen, I got defensive player. We'll do this tomorrow. Also, week 14 of the NFL. Really shitty Thursday night game, too. Raiders and the Rams. Wow. I won't be watching that. Thank you guys so much for stepping in. Listen, we have a lot of fun. We banner. We go back and forth. You guys are fantastic. Everybody that's part of the program, we so appreciate you so much, man. God bless you. Happy holidays to you. Till tomorrow, 3 to 6. Xander, great stuff. Keep it on the flip. We'll see you on the flip side. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.